Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Real Positive Girl podcast. My name is Sabrina. Happy Thursday to you all. I hope that you're having a fantastic day. Whether your day is just beginning, or maybe you are already partway through your day, or you're kind of winding down towards the end, I hope that it's a great day and you are so much closer to the weekend. I talk about it all the time. Thursdays are one of my favorite days because you're close to the weekend, but you have just enough time left in the week to you know, get chores done, get work done, get whatever you need to get done so you don't feel like you have things weighing over your head over the weekend that you have to worry about getting back to on Monday or that you have to finish up before you can have any fun or rest and relaxation or work on personal hobbies on the weekend. You know what I mean? So yeah, I just love Thursdays and I hope that your day is going really well. And if it's not, every single episode, um, with the exception of maybe a couple, I always recommend to do the five minute restart, which is taking at least five minutes. If you have more time, take more time, but take at least five minutes by yourself to kind of just calm down, relax, reset, come back to baseline, just kind of reboot your whole day. And you are welcome to do this as many times during the day as you need to, like don't even worry about it. And It's just a time for you to kind of put things back into perspective, change your mindset, kind of shake off the negative crap that's, you know, kind of gotten in in your way, the troubles that are kind of weighing on your shoulders. Also an opportunity for you to come up with a list of at least four things that you're grateful for. And those can be big things, small things, middle things. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be world changing things and it doesn't have to be like things that are boring. It could be literally the you're thankful for a yummy lunch that you had thankful that you know you were able to purchase a really cute outfit today thankful that you were able to walk your dog whatever it may be you can be grateful for it um, and also because gratitude just really changed your mindset instantly and it can really bring you back to realize that you know there are still so many things in your life that you can be grateful for despite what may be going wrong or kind of just is off you know what I mean and also uh, taking the time to really maybe problem solve whatever's getting in your way whatever's dragging you down so that you can make the rest of the day and the next day even better but the main point is to be able to walk away from the five minute reset time feeling at least neutral if not positive about the rest of the day even if it's towards the evening time because that is the the whole point is to not like take your negative mood and try to drag other people down but also to realize that despite what's going wrong there are still things that are going right and you can still kind of like recoup the day and be grateful for it and know that you know there's still things that are positive happening around you even though if you feel like the world is ending around you there's still things to be grateful for and tomorrow can be a better day but I always hope that your day is actually going well. So just a reminder that this week we are talking about social anxiety and today, Thursday, we're going to talk about how to overcome your social anxiety and I'm really excited about this. So let's go ahead and just jump right in. One of the biggest problems with having social anxiety is the feeling of being misunderstood and not being able to properly connect with others and that is definitely one of my biggest issues it's like not knowing if I'm saying the right thing acting the right way if I appear the way that I need to to be uh, socially active with others to meet new people to just act 
to be able to mingle with people that I've known for years, but maybe don't see on a normal basis. Um, even friends that I am super close with, I still feel that anxiety sometimes hanging out with them because it just depends on what the situation is or if I'm just feeling super awkward that day. But yeah, that was, those are some of the biggest problems those that uh, suffer from social anxiety have. And part of being or part of fixing the issues to find ways to help you overcome your social anxiety, um, uh, part of those part of fixing those issues is to find ways to help you overcome your social anxiety. And I have some ideas I want to share with you guys today for you to try out. And um, just a disclaimer, you know, I'm not a doctor or anything like that. These are just uh, ideas that I come up with uh, based on research or my own personal um, experience. And they're just things for you to try. If they don't work for you, that's fine. If they do work for you, that's great. And if you need to kind of tinker with them a little bit to get them to work for you properly, properly, again, totally fine. Do it, do with it what you will. And I'm just here to like give you great ideas for you to hope that'll hopefully help you. So um, I want to start with the fact that recovery is not quick and easy at all. Uh, slow and steady wins the race. I know that's so cliche, but it's true. And as disappointing as that may sound, um, it's absolutely true. Uh, there will definitely be some quick fixes you can do like in the moment to calm you and recover momentarily, but to be better for the long run, it will take ongoing work and determination to recover slowly so that it sticks and that's like the main point, right? We want the recovery to stick. We want it to actually um, work. We don't want to have to do this again, right? We want to just know that it's all going to be amazing and and you'll be able to recover for the long run because, I mean, there's nothing wrong with having to go back and try again or, you know, continually work on um, being our best self and, and you know, working on recovery and overcoming things. But, you know, uh, you have to be honest with yourself, like being able to get it sooner than later is always the most ideal thing, right? So it's, it's important to know that it's not going to be quick and easy and all the time that you uh, put into it will definitely mean something in the end. Um, the more long-term your commitment to recovering is, the deeper your healing will be. And, and it's just so important to really actually be committed to recovering so that you can be your best self. I talk a lot about self-awareness and I'm going to mention I'm going to mention that here too and you may think that changing things about yourself on the outside will help you recover but it's actually what is on the inside that needs to be worked on. You know, you need to get to know yourself better, understand why you're experiencing the anxiety that you are, take the time to evaluate your decisions and actions to bring you closer to solutions that will work better for your healing process and that journey and you know, I will talk about self-awareness um, until the end because it's one of the most beneficial things that you could do for yourself to actually understand how your mind works, understand where your emotions and thoughts and actions are coming from, and be able to evaluate the spirit experiences and uh, the things that you've gone through that have helped to de develop and cause you to be the way that you are, and be able to kind of um, retrain your brain, like taking all that information and being able to retrain your brain to overcome and recover from things that have that are kind of dragging you down like social anxiety or depression or anything like that that is kind of weighing you down and 
kind of, if in a way, I know I'm saying kind of a lot, but you know, because everyone's going to have a different experience. Everyone's, everyone's going to have different feelings about this, but you know, it's getting in your way. And I'm, I, I can't say that depression is definitely going to aid in you becoming your best self anytime soon. I'm not saying that it's necessarily going to prevent you from doing that, but it's definitely going to get in your way. And anything that we can do to understand ourselves more so that we can recover at a better rate and a better pace and have that stick is so beneficial. So I just encourage everyone always to be continuously working on self-awareness and something else to keep in mind is to not give up even at times when your anxiety may seem more overwhelming than normal you want to establish some self-discipline and not give up every time things get hard and sometimes the best thing to do is to just face your fears head-on be uncomfortable and learn from those experiences don't quit in the midst of it and That might not seem like the best tip for someone uh, experiencing social anxiety. You're like, what are you talking about? Like, that's definitely what I want to do. I kind of just want to give up because I'm so overwhelmed in the moment. I am just worried and scared and I'm not sure what's going to happen. And the uncertainty just continues to build and build and build. But there are going to be times where you're just going to need to buckle up and just like pull up your pants. I don't want to, you know, you just like kind of just grab on to that strength that is deep down inside of you and just move forward head on and kind of like work your way through the muck because if you don't then you won't know how to do that when you actually really need to do it when when there's something that comes along and there's an experience that you just you know that you have to push yourself through but if you haven't taken the time to have the experiences and kind of build up to being able to do that with less pressure with less worry with less um emotions going haywire and not understanding exactly what's happening and more crippling fear uh, coming in. You know, you want to lessen that. You want to continue to build on the idea that you can just continue to push through your comfort zone um, and not give up, you know, have enough self-discipline that you will not give up every time. There's definitely going to be times where you might, you might need to slink away. You might need to take a step back. I understand that. I recognize that. I realize that I've experienced that, but there's definitely going to be times where you have to push through and not give up and know that it's going to be worth it. Also make the conscious effort to become better each day. You know, this is one of the main things that I talk about all the time because all the content I create is based on creating things that will help and contribute to anyone and everyone becoming their best selves. And that takes daily work. You have to want that and take action on those desires. You have to want to become your best self. And I, I know that I speak on it all the time. I feel like it. that's like... Um, Becoming your best self is kind of like my own personal catchphrase, you know, kind of like Whitney Simmons when she's always talking about um, like having, it's a beautiful day to be alive, like that kind of thing. I am always talking about how you need to be your best self. Always work on being your best self because I feel like it's the perfect phrase because everyone is different. So your best self is definitely going to be different than my best self, but it's not going to be better than my best self and my best self isn't better than yours it's just your best self and that's your version of yourself so that's why it makes it so special and also so easy because all you have to do is focus focus on being a better you not necessarily a better Rachel or Kathy or Karen or whatever or whomever your friends are you just need to be a better you and so but you have to want that you know sometimes we will have ideas and thoughts and say things like okay I want to be a better person 
But in addition to wanting that and having those thoughts, you have to take action. If there is no action in your thoughts and desires, then nothing happens. Like nothing happens. And nothing will change when you stay in your comfort zone. And I know that that's talked about all the time. You're like, Sabrina, this isn't new news. I understand it's not new news. But, you know, a lot of the things that I talk about is not necessarily new news. I'm sure that you learn new things here and there. Um, I learn new things here and there with research that I do and topics that I dive into that I don't necessarily spend my whole life, haven't spent my whole life like really like doting over. But these are just important reminders to remind you that nothing will happen if you stay in your comfort zone. You know, you want to continuously be taking action to become a better you and know that if you never try harder than you have, if you never do uncomfortable things, then changes, good or bad or in the middle, will never happen. Those things just won't happen. Like, how do you expect um, amazing opportunities to just come by if you're not like changing anything that's happening in your life like that those are crazy opportunities if you are presented with an opportunity without taking any new direction in your life so just consider that and maybe you want to start with like dipping a toe out there and then maybe half a foot you know and then maybe your whole foot and then part of your ankle you know where I'm going with this like slowly step into stepping outside of your comfort zone sometimes you might retreat back a little bit but if you continue to go out a little bit more and more and more it becomes easier and easier and easier and in addition to that make sure you are just being your authentic self you know practicing authenticity and transparency is the best thing you can do for yourself in general but also to overcome social anxiety. You know, the more accepting you are of yourself, the better it will be to heal from your anxious tendencies. And accepting who you are and everything that comes with that, including imperfections, is key to living your life to the fullest and having less anxiety because you are accepting things as it comes. And anxiety is built on the fear and like of unknowing, of uncertainty. But if you are able to transform your mind into just accepting things as they come and just knowing in the moment that you can stay calm and you can kind of like transition and be flexible, then it'll be so much easier for you to continue to do that if you practice doing it now. And then if you do fail a little bit or make some mistakes, that's totally fine. Those things will happen. But if you start practicing now, it'll become easier over time. And being your, and just like really working on being transparent and being your authentic self will make it so much easier because you'll just be out there. Like, don't be afraid of people finding out that you have social anxiety. Sometimes, People will be super interested in finding that out because they'll be like, well, they'll maybe ask you questions like, well, how do you get through this? Like they will learn something as well. And maybe from their perspective and understanding what you're going through, they'll be able to offer you a possible solution or how they view it or just knowing that. And maybe um, if they are someone that's close to you, they might actually like shift in the way that they present information for you or hang out with you or spend time with you if they understand what you're going through. Some people just want to like help and care for us. We can't always think that people are out to get us or are going to come down on us or judge us or be negative. And even if they are, that's fine. That's just what they've chosen to do. And there's truly nothing you can do about that. But, you know, continuing to, um, you know, sit in your authenticity and 
being transparent about what you're going through and what your struggles are really will help other people to understand it's okay to be honest. It's okay to just, you know, let let people know what you're going through and, you know, tell them what you're doing and maybe they can learn from that as well or they can share. They'll feel comfortable to share what they're going through if they're going through the same thing and what they're trying to do to overcome and recover and just build that community. And also, again, I will say, Working more on being your authentic self will help you to accept um, random and uncertainties in your life because you are just so um, okay and uh, feel full in who you are that it's fine. Even if things do um, get kind of crazy, you feel confident in who you are and what you're about and your ability to be able to weather whatever storm may come at you. So I feel like all of that sounded like a really big motivational speech, like, um, you know, not necessarily a TED Talk, but a really big motivational speech, and I hope that you enjoyed it. Um, I always throw in journaling as a way to process thoughts, feelings, and emotions. It's an appropriate outlet and a way to understand yourself more and feel and feel kind of like relieved and not drowning in everything in your mind, kind of like dumping it out to examine it. And I've mentioned many times before, I'm not the biggest journaler um, out there at all whatsoever. A lot of times I like to just take notes. I like to make gratitude lists. I like to record how I'm feeling and the feelings and emotions that I'm having and just like bullet points in my planner that's kind of a journal. Um, But I did, last time I spoke with my therapist, which was about a a month ago, she did, I told her, I was telling her, I was like, I am just not a journal person. And she's like, well, maybe you should try it. And I have tried it many times in the past and I might give it a go again, but it's just not something that, you know, really intrigues me. But also it's because I am so challenged in sitting down and letting my mind, um, just focus on the fact that I need to get everything out in some sort of fashion, whether it's writing or typing in. And sometimes my mind is just running so fast and I'm worrying about so many things. And, you know, I have the most random reminders come in my head at the most ridiculous times that I either have to immediately get on my phone and set myself a reminder to do it later or go write it on the fridge if it's something some sort of chore that needs to be accomplished or just go do it because if I don't then I'll forget and then I'll be upset at myself that I didn't take some sort of action and I feel like that always gets in the way of me doing those like quiet um, slow journaling meditative kind of activities but that's not to say that I shouldn't give it another try and maybe just you know embrace the fact that my brain is going to be a little hectic and overrun but maybe the more times I do it you know taking my own advice maybe the more times I do it the easier it'll become so journaling is definitely always an option Um, for me panic attacks are an issue that come with my social anxiety and a lot of times I will just ride out that experience because I just find like a way to hide it from others Um, but I have been working on coming up with calming techniques that work for me in the moment to alleviate that pressure and the effects of the attack on me so things like that would be like taking a moment to be alone and breathe in some fresh air you know if you just need to step outside that's also something that works really well for my husband I like to take a quick walk around the block outside um, talk to someone that you trust so you can kind of just get those feelings and emotions out whether it's in person or maybe you just call them on the phone and um, 
creating a distraction to have someone else or something else to like think about and do to kind of take your mind away from that if you don't have another solution of moving away from the panic attack. And then lastly, like meditation. Some people are able to just like jump really quickly into meditation um, and be able to calm themselves that way. There have also been times where I will literally just go uh, start working out, you know, because I feel all that adrenaline running through me and I just need to get it out. Sometimes, sometimes it's so overwhelming that I just need to start working out, even if it's just a little bit, even if it's just a run outside, which is not really a run for me, it's a jog, but you know what I mean? And that really just helps to alleviate the pressure that the attack will give me. So maybe consider some of those if you do suffer from panic attacks as well. Also, there is always the option of getting professional help and this is never a bad idea or not a bad option at all. And it's one that is always available. And especially in these days where you can go see someone in person or you can see someone um, over the phone, you know, talk to them or you can do like a video chat. That's kind of what I've been doing currently during the COVID-19 crisis. And um, I really like it. And we're still doing it that way for whatever reason, um, even though things are kind of alleviating uh, becoming easier, but it's still the way and it's totally fine because it just means I don't have to like drive and go somewhere. I can just sit in my bedroom and talk to them on my phone. Um, but yeah, getting professional help is always such a good option. I always want to encourage people never to feel any shame or guilt or like you are less of a person if you have to get help um, and don't let pride get in the way or your ego get in the way of asking for help and going out there and getting it. If you have trouble figuring out what you need to do, ask a friend or someone that you trust to help you figure out that process because it can be so life-changing, especially if you feel like you've run out of options, you don't have anyone in your life you can really totally trust or they, or you do, but they don't understand what they need to say or do to help you to recover and become better. So sometimes professional help is the, the last option, but one of the best options because it can give you a running start on what to do and it doesn't mean that you have to do it forever by any means. It could really just be a temporary fix to kind of give you the tools that you need to get you started. And then you can continue with those tools and resources um, alone as you get comfortable with using them and what to do. Lastly, remember that the way people treat you is a reflection on them, not you. And I say this all the time and it's true every single time. Like I can say that without a shadow of a doubt that it's true every single time and that's not necessarily like feeding into my own ego or tooting my own horn. I just know, I just know that it's true and it's always a great reminder to have. So I just encourage you to realize that, yeah, you know, with social anxiety comes the fear of people rejecting us and, you know, passing judgment on us and not liking us and, you know, making us feel less than um, causing us to want to lower our worth based upon what people say about us, which we shouldn't do. We should always know that just someone else's opinion on us has no weight on our worth as a person at all. It's just their opinion. Everyone has opinions. And just like everyone, um, never mind, I won't go into that saying. I'm sure if you've heard that saying, you know where I was going to go. I'm going to avoid it. Um, anyway, it doesn't matter. It's just someone else's opinion. So I want you to know that if they do reject you or judge you, then that's on them. That is a reflection completely on them and not on you. Not something they have to take the heart. I know it's hard. I know it can be really hard to not take it to heart. I've been there many, many times, but I want to encourage you and just encourage you to have the strength to let those things go 
if there's no constructive criticism in there and then move on because it's just what they're saying and it's not what you need to say or what you need to believe. And I'm going to end it there, guys. So thanks again for listening to the Real Positive Girl podcast. My name is Sabrina. Happy Thursday. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. And if you know someone else that would really enjoy it, I encourage you to share it with them as well. Check the description box for the notes for the show uh, where you can find my website address with more content for you to view if you'd like. Where you can find me on Instagram and my email address for any questions, comments, concerns, or prayer requests. I hope you have a fantastic day. I hope you come back tomorrow for the last episode of this topic talking about social anxiety. But until then, I hope you have a good one and I'll see you next time. Bye.